Today's episode is brought to you by Source Forensics. Are you looking for a video conversion service? Well, look no further because I got one for you. If you are looking for fast, efficient, and honest, Source Forensics is your go-to. Since 2003, they have been converting weddings, baptisms, sports, and other videos. They have become a reputable and well-known video conversion service. Their team is up for every job, managing projects with the skill and experience their clients have come to expect. They want their customers to be satisfied with their work, which is why they provide open communication channels throughout the duration of each project. Trust Source with all your precious memories stored on various legacy formats, VHS tapes, DVDs, CDs, mini DVDs, cassettes, old vinyl, and 35mm slides. Whatever the job is, they got you covered. Contact them at 401-203-5019. Again, that's 401-203-5019. Or visit their website at www.sourceforensics.com. Forensics.com. Again, that's www.sourceforensics.com. Now for our episode. time ever i welcome on the coaches roundtable of some of the rhode island's finest basketball coaches in the area today i welcome on head coach pilgrim the head coach of pilgrim coach matt fontaine the head coach of st pat's coach rack i'm not even going to try it uh nope. head coach of north Smithfield, coach DePaulo, the head coach of prout coach phil Setti, and the head coach of mount st charles and the rhode island basketball coaches association president coach henry coleman guys how are you today very good oh, great you really got through that, Jeff. That was good. You didn't stumble or anything. <laughs> I did my best. I usually, I've been butchering people's last names, so I don't know what's going on lately. I feel like Coach Mac, Coach Rake for the last few years. So I gotta. Uh, I got to send you a shirt, I guess, Dean. <laughs> Everybody will get St. Pat's gear, apparently, sponsored by Nike. We got to yep. figure out what's going on. <laughs> Love that shirt, Jeff. Hey, Love thank it. you very much for sending it to me. I uh, really appreciate it. But guys, how, how are all you doing? Like, you know, how was your holidays? How are you guys doing? Like with the upcoming announcement of the season? Like a kid on Christmas. It's like, you know, I opened my gift that we're, you know, we're starting on, you know, January 4th, not January 11th. So I'm a kid on Christmas getting ready, getting ready for that season. I know we've been pushed back a couple of times. Uh, right now we're Slated for January 4th, so right now I'm going with that mindset. And as far as letting our team know that we're good to go soon enough, right now we're at seven more days, so we're ready as far as come the 4th. If anything changes, it changes at this point. 
Yeah, uh, same with us. We're, we're slated for the 11th right now. So just kind of waiting for tryouts. Still getting a couple signups, some late signups, which is great. Um, but just trying to hope for the best and we'll see what happens by the 11th. Yeah, same here with uh, Warwick. We're just um, trying to really truck through right now. Uh, we're trying to iron out uh, official start date time. Um, but getting everyone registered. Um, I think I speak for all the coaches. We, we spent a lot of time doing a lot of Zoom clinics and everything where we just want to put all the information we, we got this off season and see what we can really get to work um, in, a, in a shortened season this year. But I think we're all pretty excited to get back on the court. It'd be really good to engage with the kids. It's so difficult through Zoom. Um, I think being back in the gym with the kids and they need it. They need that routine. They need, even though the season's shortened, they need the craziness. Um, and you would think that it would be easy for the kids to get their paperwork in, you know, because home or, you know, or hybrid or a little of both, but I'm still waiting on paperwork. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. <laughs> it makes no sense. Well, that's all right. <laughs> How do you guys prepare for like, you know, you guys had such a long off season and now your season's starting up, you know, in a couple of weeks and it's, and you prepare for a short season. What do you do to prepare your kids to get like a tryouts, like, and then workouts? What are you doing to get them ready for, from such a long off season? Like have any of your guys played, you know, of as well too? Well, I think, you know, this season has been a little bit different, the off season and that it's run a little bit longer. And there are obviously rules that we had to follow, not unlike other years, except, you know, add COVID. So, uh, between contact tracing and our pods and not mix and matching kids. Um, you know, we do our best to get the kids going. And I know some coaches or some superintendents allow the use of gyms, others don't. So we're outside. Um, but without scrimmaging and, you know, a lot of us play in summer leagues, you know, I, I can speak for most of the coaches here. Um, we need the competition so we can do as much skill work and drill work. Um, as we can, and we're allotted, allowed to, but the fact is without the competition, it's just not the same. And I mean, these guys, I'm sure will attest. Yeah. I mean, I'll speak for ourselves. Uh, in recent years, we've usually play in Henry's, uh, summer league, which has been great. So normally we'll get to practice two, three times a week and in the summer, and then we'll play two games a week in Henry's league. Um, and then in the fall season, we'll try to get the guys in the weight room, do some some running or some conditioning stuff in the hallways, do some ladders, but aren't allowed to do any basketball work. But um, so usually we get to see the guys for a good three months. Um, but this year, literally since the season ended, I haven't seen or or been able to work with the guys at all. Our school was pretty strict on all the COVID regulations. So we weren't able to do anything in the summer. I know some of the guys played some pickup outside, um, some captain's practices, but for the most part, um, with a small school like North Smithfield, we had 90% of our kids play multiple sports, most play three sports. So most of our guys were playing soccer and prepping for football, which didn't happen. But um, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really rough to start the year because most of these guys haven't touched the ball in a long time. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. That's perfectly said. Like, I just had a Zoom with my a bunch of my players, and I didn't know like four four of them. Like, who are you? Show me your face. I I have no idea who you are. 
Um, and usually, you know, we're playing in Henry's summer league where I get to know the kids and the freshmen, you know, the transfers coming in and, and seeing what they're like and building that relationship. But, you know, building a relationship over zoom where they have their camera off or they only see half their forehead like that. Um, it's a little tough. Um, so that's, that's one adjustment. Another adjustment I told for my guys, is like, we're going to be wearing masks and, uh, and AAU, a lot, some of the guys play AAU and they're not wearing masks in AAU and, and we're such a small school. I probably have like 11 kids on the team that, you know, and, and, you know, I play a short bench. They're going to have to get used to playing with a mask and playing with, with a mask for a long time. So that's the biggest thing I went over with them today. Like start running with a mask, start playing ball with a mask, you know, find a mask that's comfortable. Um, all adjustments that every team has to make. But um, I think, you know, the kids have to realize, oh, you know, I can't just come on, on, on the fourth and, and, you know, put a mask on. I think it's going to be, you know, perfect. So I think that's one big adjustment they all have to make. Yeah, um, I think everyone's kind of hit everything uh, this offseason. Like, I, I was thinking about it literally just today. It was, like, March, obviously. Like, we had just missed out on the state playoffs last year. We had just finished our exit interviews with everyone. And that was really the last time I, like, saw everybody. Um, and last time I was in the gym, um, last time I was in the school. Um, I know some of them did do um, some AAU in the fall and summer. Um, so some of them were able to play and some guys are doing pickup. I know they were playing outside at the different outdoor courts in Warwick. Um, but like uh, Greg just said, like I had a meeting with them and I've uh, uh, messaged a bunch of them and told them all to get used to playing with the mask. I said that a while ago, just because the things you're hearing of what we're going to have to do, what we're not going to have to do. Um, so playing with the mask was something that I've uh, kind of told them all for a while now. But yeah, it's been weird. Like I know a lot of us go to that um, Wally Seaver tournament in uh, – um, just kind of kick off the summer. Like that's kind of our way to kick summer off. And we're all hoping to get to that. And we obviously miss that as well. So like summer, we usually do um, just a couple workouts and set up scrimmages pretty much with all the guys that we, we text with that are in this. So again, it just, we missed a lot and a lot of time to get to know your team. And now we're just going to start really fast. Some are going to start on the fourth, some are going to start on the 11th. Um, games start 10 days after that and then blink of an eye the season's going to be over so it's like it's, it's going to be we have to you, you have to tell them to come and be ready and that's all you can stress to them yeah. yeah and all things considered with this whole situation obviously not being able to really do much for workouts uh, considering the circumstances uh, just been stressing the message to the kids that a lot of this you're going to have to do on your own uh, whether it's as far as skill work or conditioning. Uh, we were lucky enough in the fall to actually get into the gym once a week for about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, we had them with the mask on, doing different drills and whatnot, working on the fundamentals. And it was definitely a different experience for them. You could see it conditioning-wise, how much of an impact wearing a mask has. Uh, then, obviously, we hit the pause. Uh, we haven't done anything since. Uh, during this vacation week, I thought it'd be a good idea to start doing some conditioning workouts through Zoom uh, just to try to get them ready as best as possible uh, once we hit the floor running uh, come January 4th. Henry, what are you doing? What's that? You doing like you leading aerobics out there on the Zoom or what? what, what yeah, what are you doing? no, I'm actually doing it with the kids. Uh, so basically, each morning at 9 a.m., we put in about a good 30 minutes. Uh, with some water breaks in between, uh, but we're working all aspects with cardio, uh, as far as core, you name it. Uh, but like I said, I'm right there with them going through it each day, and we've been having great numbers. And like I said, I think one of the most important pieces to this season is going to come down to conditioning. 
who has the best conditioned teams. Obviously, skill work and everything else is important, but just wearing that mask is going to have a major impact. I think the fractions are um, the coaches are held accountable, I believe. So if masks are an issue, then the coach gets a T. It happens Correct. twice, two technicals. So we, uh, from day one, have to be all over it as coaches. So, you know, the kids understand that there's a consequence to, you know, a mask below the chin or they rip it and throw it on the ground or whatever that is, then there's a major impact um, to the coaches, to the team, to everybody. Do you, I also, do you guys have like, is there specific masks you guys have to wear? Or do you guys get like yelled at for like putting your mask? I don't know if I showed you this. I might have earlier before we were recording. I have a URI mask. I don't know if you saw it. There's a premier basketball team, college D1 team next to Bryant. I think they're the only two D1 schools. <laughs> Sorry. Just shot The other thing I uh, what? <laughs> you I supposed to play against PC this year? Didn't something happen? I don't know. Did they play Farley Dickinson or something? PC? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's it's pretty sad when the two uh, top Division One teams in the state can't get together and play against each other. Here we go. Very sad. Brian and PC couldn't play. I know. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Bryant's averaging whatever 109 points a game at this point. <laughs> They're shooting the lights out from three pointer. They're shooting them in under seven seconds. The highest percentage, highest percentage shot. Yeah. Yeah. A layup. <laughs> but like, is it like you now? Do you guys get like a technical if you put your mask down? Like the coaches or anything? If you go to talk to someone, is it like do you get fine? Like is it like the NBA? You're gonna get a big fine? What's gonna happen? Well, that team so basically, there's, there's kind of like as far as a process, uh, the first time would be a warning. <laughs> uh, after that, as far as the second time, they would have, they would have the kid come out of the game. Uh, third time, tech. Second time, second tech, coach is ejected. So it's pretty severe. Uh, but at the same time, obviously, you want to try and keep it as safe as possible just to have some type of season. And kids basically just have to get used to it, along with the coaches on the sideline as well. And now are you guys make <laughs> logo on it or is Dean going to hand out all the URI ones to every every team he plays <laughs> at St. Pat's we got Nike ones uh, Nike course, mask you know. <laughs> so you know, you know it's a nice Nike shirt it's nice. I'll send it to everybody if they want to wear them during our games but uh yeah I'll just cut well, out when the you probably bring one for me you've seen the size of my head too right coach so you might need a couple look at the size there we of go. the thing that little that knowledge there, All you know the knowledge I mean? in there. Michigan. <laughs> yeah, the knowledge. It's like a brontosaurus. <laughs> so will, there, will you guys be able to – will anybody be able to attend the game? Can I attend the game if I wanted to? Am I allowed to attend the game? Just wear that shirt and you're going to any game. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I think it's going to be – At our home games, they're not allowing any fans. Uh, but I know it's, it's up to each different school if they're allowing fans. Our, our gym that we play in, our home gym, is very small, so they're not letting they're not allowing fans in. Uh, but it it de- I think it depends on each school. Yeah, we're not doing fans either, but I know um, our AD is trying to work on getting a like a live stream 
going so parents could at least watch it which is great um i mean i think it's going to be tough where if there are some schools that allow it and some schools that don't um you know trying to explain that or we're trying to organize lists. I know for, for soccer, they had like a, a two limit list per, per player. So like, if you wanted to attend the game, you had to sign up under a certain player. I don't know if they're going to be that strict with it for basketball. Um, I guess it's going to depend on each school. Yeah. I would think most schools probably are going to pass on having any fans there, even if they're allowed. I know right now with the state, you can only have so many people per square footage in an area. Uh, so it's just going to be so limited. And then, like I said, then you're picking and choosing. Will you allow JV fans to come in and then have to leave the, uh, the grounds and then varsity come in? So I think most are just going to probably play it safe and we probably won't have any for the most part. Maybe playoffs. I mean, yeah, same. I believe they uh, got some live stream uh, cameras set up now in Pilgrim. So um, if not, I was already going to plan on trying to figure out a way to stream it. So we have a meeting coming up this week. I think it's going to kind of outline everything for us. So I'm still kind of not knowing too much about that at this moment. But by the time this gets aired, I'm sure um, we'll, we'll know more by then. And then the other cool thing with the live streaming, obviously, it's great for the parents, for the fans. Uh, the other thing, which is going to be different for coaches, we're not going to be able to scout in person, uh, which definitely <laughs> changes it up quite a bit but at least you have that alternative option with the live streaming, being able to break down game film to show your kids to put together yeah, game plans. You're going to be home. Like your kids are going to be like, who is this guy during January and <laughs> February? I know too many times we're crossing paths out in the scouting. Uh, yeah. Every, every single night I go to and I see Henry, Henry with his, his notebook in the stands. Like, hey, there he is. There he is. Yeah. My kids are going to be wondering as far as his daddy actually coaching right now or what's yeah. going on. <laughs> that's there's obviously a lot of fun things in coaching but scouting to me is probably my favorite that's one of the top things i yeah. love going to games i know Ooh, i'll miss that but um brandon when are your cameras going up <laughs> <laughs> your cameras up yet you're streaming cameras um can you stream practices <laughs> 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 the way we had technical difficulties with my mic today, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're safe. <laughs> so how is that like broken up in division for you guys' schedule as well, too? I think the president can take that one. Hi, president. Sure, I'll fire away. Uh, so basically, this was a one-year realignment. Uh, the breakdown ended up being in Division One. we had two leagues. We have one league of nine. We have one league of eight. Uh, the schedule for them is actually unbalanced. So some teams are going to play 10 league games. Some teams are going to play nine league games. Division two, it got split up into two leagues of 10. They'll have uh, 20 teams all together. And then in Division three, it's three leagues of five. And basically, it's all split up through regions uh, to try and keep it uh, as close as possible but there will be crossover games. Uh, so you will play teams out of your league and the breakdown for playoffs basically will be in division one. Uh, they're going to have 10 teams. They're going to have the top five from each of the leagues qualify division two. It'll be the top five from each of the two leagues for 10. And then in division three, it'll be the top three out of each of those five, three team, uh, three leagues. So given them basically nine, so we'll go 10, 10 and nine for playoffs. Playoffs will be at homeschool sites uh, all the way through into the semis. 
And then finals, they haven't determined what they're going to do for a location. Any of you guys playing? We are. Who, who's playing against each other? I get to play against St. Pat's and North Smithfield. I don't get anybody here. I miss my matchup with Dean. It's usually our uh, kickoff to the I Dean. Fun time. I, I wish into <clears throat> for Prow, we're choosing not to have non-league games. So it's not even like we could schedule a game for non-league. Some schools, and that's a school's choice, I believe. I don't know if that's, you know, mandated throughout the league, but I know for us, we're not playing any non-league. And quite frankly, it would be really difficult for us to do that right now anyway, especially with Coach Fontaine's team either starting the 11th, the <laughs> we don't quite know yet. Um, you know, it would be tough to schedule. So that's the other thing. Uh, but yeah, I missed that would, you know, that would be nice. I got, I got, yeah. Go ahead, Dean, you can finish it up, my bad. Oh, no, no, good. I got Mount, I got North Smithfield, I got Prout, and uh, the the loser of the Prout, the winner of the Prout game has take the other person out to Applebee's. So that's our, that's our Applebee's. Big. That's a good deal. <laughs> Twenty dollars worth. And then St. Pat's and ourselves, Greg, we get to go up to Gators, our last yes. game of the regular season. All right, same let's make deal. The same thing. Same deal. Same deal. Nice. Brandon, we're home at home. If you want to play, you know, pick a place to go after each game. I'm fine with that. Yeah, well, we have to sleep overnight. <laughs> I know it is kind <laughs> a long of a road trip. Yeah, we got an hour commute. A West Coast trip. Yeah, but no. Um, what I was gonna say was, it's a little different this year. Like our first five games, we literally go game practice, game practice, game practice, and it's insane. So we we also aren't going to be doing any non-league games. But um, speaking about the divisions, there's actually a few new teams now in Division One, and then a few teams that bumped down in Division Two. Um, I was just looking at it. For example, we have Shea is up in D1 this year. Barrington's up in D1. Narragansett's up in D1, which is crazy. One of the smallest schools in the state. Pilgrim. Um, actually, yeah, Coach Gleason. Pilgrim. <laughs> Pilgrim. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. They didn't make He's it. He's up there, right? They've been really successful lately. They they gotta be D one, right? Soon enough. All right, all right. Am I bad? <laughs> no, it's tough this year with scheduling too. It's um, like I like I, I want to do some non leagues. I want to be able to give the kids some extra games. But even still, like you you run into some problems of like if if you do play another game against another team, you you just run the risk of uh, just close contact stuff. And the last thing you want is to have a close contact situation kind of stop you from playing for a week. And then all of a sudden you, you have kids miss a week and you don't know where, where you stand now as a team. So it's like, you got to kind of like pick and choose um, the days. And I'm kind of thinking about leaving some days open right now. And then say, if we're supposed to play a couple teams and there's two games in a row where we don't, we're not playing because those teams are in quarantine. It's like, well, maybe I can pick up a non-league game now just to keep the kids fresh. It's like things, a lot of things outside of just coaching the game of basketball this year that we're all going to have to like be thinking about nonstop. Um, it, like you could literally go another week without, without playing. Um, so it's, it's going to be a very hectic five to six weeks, whatever it breaks down to. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, at least it's something for us. Honestly, though, like to start the year out when you normally go, like we usually don't play league games. We usually get what 
five non non-league games. So we usually play in a tournament in the Coventry tournament. So we get a few uh, chance to go at, you know, sometimes a D1, D2 team, or, or sometimes even some D3 teams. But um, not having that opportunity now, with the games back to back to back, I honestly don't even want to schedule any non-conference games just because of, like, how are we going to prep if normally we get two, two days in between each game? Maybe late in the season we'll have a three-day, three uh, three-game week. But for the most part, if normally you have one practice to work on what you just – the game prior – also, you can run them a little bit, put in some new stuff, and then you have the, the next day to actually prep for the next team. Now it's literally like one day in between, so you have to you have to go to your pregame practice. So your pregame practice is now not including conditioning. So it's like, all right, well, that's shooting heavy, but now we're not conditioning. So it's like you have – like when you have a five-game stretch in 10 days, it's just insane. Like that's – it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Trying to find that yeah. balance. <clears throat> then trying to look at the weather to see if we'll have any snow. No, oh, God. Thing that can be factored in. There's a lot. And of the other thing is too, for the fact that basically we have our ten practices, and then our first game counts towards playoffs. Where typically in the past, as Brandon mentioned, at least you can get like two, three, maybe four non-league games under your belt, so you can start to put the kids as far as into maybe some type of as far as figure out who your starting five are, what you're going to be looking at for subs this they're just getting thrown right into the fire it is what it is so it'll be interesting that's crazy that's not i can't even think about the snow aspect of the whole thing too it <laughs> <laughs> even, even crossed my mind what's that like what do you guys how many games do you have to win to get into playoffs like how's that going to work too basically for that it's not a, a certain number you just have to finish in a certain place so in division one you have to finish in the top five in your league division uh two It'll be the same thing, top five in your league. And then division three, it'll be top three out of the five in your league. So there will certain years we've had certain number of wins to qualify. This year it won't be. Oh, I didn't see. I I I, I thought there was the other I thought it was just top nine of the whole D three. So like, oh, all right, that makes sense. I like it. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> no, to throw a another twist to it, we're playing quarters this year. Yeah, I, I love quarters coming from I, I coached in mass for a year and just like I know some people don't like quarters, but like there's a couple things you can do with quarters. One, you have an extra timeout like, you know, like, all right, my team's struggling right now. All I got to do is make it to that to the end of the quarter. But then also you can like sometimes I want to get a kid a minute or two minutes a game. I throw them in at the end of the first quarter with two minutes. But guess what? You're coming out after the end of the quarter. Like, but it, it's just I, I love I love having quarters. It's, like, it's just that extra timeout and the extra the extra thing and you know you, you have that you have that like time where it's like all right there's two minutes left on the clock I can I can do time and situation here and, and stuff like that so I, I, I I'm a fan of quarters and the other thing is too I think it's really going to come in handy for the fact that the game's going to be broken up so especially if you're a thin team you don't have a deep bench the game gets broken up plus actually with COVID the quarters there's going to be a halfway point of each quarter where there's going to be a water break uh, so that's going to break up the game even more. So, like I said, the teams that are limited with their depth, it's really going to be beneficial this year having those quarters. Love it. Love it. <laughs> right. I go the other Coach, way. I like Coach that. Mack is going to be using the iron five just like Davies back oh, in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hockey stuff. I, I like halves. I just think more kids run. I mean, it's only a couple will ever play the full game in halves. Uh, um, but I also understand 
know, I've only, you know, we play, try to play a Connecticut team. We've played Coach Cobb. We've played uh, Coach Luzzi at Stonington. Um, there is a different dynamic to the quarters. I mean, I guess, you know, for us, it's going to be obviously new, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that the trend will continue. Um, I think the likelihood of us doing four quarters one year is probably pretty low. Um, that's my opinion. I think we'll be. We've got. Yeah, I'm a. I think I'm. I'm a. I'm a fan of the quarters. Um, and just watching uh, college basketball and like you watch the NBA, like you see these coaches get these timeouts and like they can sit there and talk to their coaches for like a minute, two minutes with these TV timeouts and then go talk to the team. It's like when we have a full timeout, by the time the kids get to the bench and find their water bottle and then get to sit down, then all of a sudden you hear the horn and they got to go back out. It's like, that's part of, like, great, that's part of being a coach is like getting the kids in settled in a timeout. But um, having that extra time to make, maybe make an extra adjustment and then save a timeout, extra timeout for the end of a game, like it's going to give us all opportunities, especially in a year where we don't maybe have enough practice time to really save those timeouts for end of games, to like set up that end of game play, set up a scenario that um, we can we can be ready for. Because um, remember, we are dealing with, with high school kids, so um, they, we can practice as much as we want in a normal year, but you still don't, you can't get it to everything. I think we, me and Greg and all of us were talking about it um, just a few weeks ago on a Zoom we were doing, and we were talking about how like, when do we ever get to trying to do the time and score stuff? Like some guys put it in right away. Some guys focus on other things first. It's like really what you pick and choose as a coach. So having that extra time, maybe saving a couple extra timeouts for an end of the game will be, um, I think, beneficial for me, at least. I don't know. Yeah. I think Henry kind of hit it on the head too, is the conditioning factor is going to be big with the quarters. Um, we are, my JV coach Ant was just saying this in our group chat the other day that the veteran teams are going to have such an advantage this year with a shortened season. Like if you have a vet team, then you have, you know, your starting five or, or four guys returning that you have your core group that already know their sets. You already know their presses. You, you don't have to put much in. It's just more of a refresh. You're going to have much more of an advantage for a team like us, who's completely restarting. Um, you know, we have one returning varsity guy. So it's like, now we start brand new, have to reteach. Um, it's going to, you know, it's a big learning curve where those veteran teams with a limited schedule, it's, it's going to be a big advantage for them. Do you say this is the, probably the toughest year you guys are going to have coaching? It already has been. Yeah. Sorry, Dean. My bad. Uh, I think it's the most exciting too. Like anybody, yeah, Dean. Uh, anybody can, anybody, like you don't know, you don't know, like if somebody, if one team goes out with COVID, like you have a chance of, of, of winning it all. Like there, there are so many different factors, like a star player, if, if Keith Wilson goes down, I might be in a little bit of trouble, you know? Um, so like if, if a star player goes out on another team, like you might be playing a whole different team. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it's like exciting going into the season. Like it's up for grabs. Like any, like, even if you think you're the worst team in the league, you still got a shot, like, you know, teams forfeiting, teams, you know, um, teams getting sick and stuff like that. I know, I know it stinks, you know, with, with teams getting sick and all that kind of stuff, but I think anybody's got a shot this year and especially D3 is, is definitely like, there's no one team that's like, oh, that team, like, you know, that no one's going to beat that team. Um, so I, I, I think, I think it's a, it's exciting, except for Prout, you know, Prout, Prout's going to be definitely. Yeah, that's what I was saying, the Crusaders. Crusaders, I think, took the preseason ranking number one, yeah. I want to say. <laughs> I, I, I totally 
I saw the numbers in the schedule. We're not we're nowhere near number one. Okay? Dunkzilla. Dunkzilla. Yeah, what put him over the top was that Dunkzilla, the, 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 team, the team culture. <laughs> exactly. That's a big factor. Yeah, but that's what we're supposed to build it, the summer. The T-shirts would have been made. They would have been happy when we did our off-season stuff. But, you know, I think they're in for uh, a treat come tryouts. First time <laughs> being in the gym and then, you know, that first conditioning and those defensive slides. We'll see what happens. And then Dunkzilla in the middle of the court. It's just <laughs> right in the middle. And yeah, we got rid of the Crusader logo. It's a problem. Listen, you know what? We got clowned on the internet. I know now to change things. I'm constantly learning. That was an exciting two weeks. That was like our March Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the brackets, seeing how it all played out. (laughs) Well, I'm glad Dunkzilla made it through. I was very, I had problems. You know, (laughs) that was all these guys conspiring to put out votes, including, you know, the, when you're getting retweets from the East Greenwich helmet militia, then you know for, for kids to vote for Dunkzilla. I'm getting texts from my players going, Coach, these guys are just screwing with us because that name is stupid. I'm like, I don't care. This is how it works, baby. <laughs> Dunkzilla dominated all double-figure victories. Uh, Story uh, of the year. Dunkzilla in the vote. What was that? What seed was Dunkzo? Was it 16? 16. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Timmy Time, Dunkzilla, um, Coach Page. Just yep. so was a debacle. Now I know to keep it internal. Screw you guys and all the coaches on here too, by the way. Because it's your fault. That's it. You try to do something nice. I thought it was a good name. I was just I was just voting for the good name. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I actually helped design some of the apparel. Yeah, That's I know true. that. Yeah, Coach Coleman says in the text group a picture of a t-shirt with Godzilla breathing fire in the city and Dunkzilla. With a with a proud jersey on. Yeah. Sorry about oh, that. Yeah. I don't have an issue. I gotta get one of those. Send me one of those. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody needs a Dunkzilla shirt. Yeah, I think, Absolutely. I think the next coach's roundtable, we're all going to wear Dunkzilla yeah. shirts. Listen, you give me a St. Pat shirt. Yeah. Hey. Track. Oh, yeah. I'll give you five St. Pat shirts for one Dunkzilla shirt. <laughs> those are going to be collector's item pieces. Yeah, you can even give me like a Russell Athletic or like, you know, whatever. I'll give you like five Nike for one Russell Athletic Dunkzilla. No way. That's that BS Nike that you bought the iron on and you did it yourself <laughs> and you try to sell the kids fundraising that you were giving them Nike. That thing's going to peel right off. Just don't watch no. it. Huh? Come on. Don't real. watch it. Jeff can, Jeff, can, <laughs> Jeff can can vouch for it. It's real. It's real. I'm, yeah, it's real. <laughs> In the middle of the interview, it falls off. Yeah. I would, just, I would probably just leave. <laughs> so do you guys have any good stories of coaching against each other or uh you know anything like going up against each other any good stories about coaching against each other games yeah my first uh, uh, league win against uh dean so something i have uh hanging on my wall first win really? against uh coach dean <laughs> that was a good game your place was wasn't, wasn't there wasn't there a little wager off on the side oh that's right Somebody had to wear somebody a tie or something. Oh, that was a that was a PC. It wasn't even like our game wager. It was a PC versus URI before. So the first year PC won, and uh, Dean showed up with a nice uh, fryer tie, and he never wears a tie. I didn't know that going into that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last year, I um, 
I couldn't wear a tie last year. I just couldn't. It was like I was against ties. But um, I, I unfortunately wore – I wore for the whole game, I wore the um, uh, URI Atlantic 10 ring on my finger <laughs> the, whole, the whole game. But I guess uh, – oh, there, no. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh. There it is. There it is. That's a nice ring, coach. <laughs> That's awesome. Brandon's awesome. first win was against me, actually. Your first win ever, right? As a yeah. head coach. It was, yeah. Yeah, we were in D2 that year. Actually, pretty funny. I was going to tell a story about um about Dean. Not, not such a good one for me. But, um, <laughs> but listen, and this is not – all right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we, um, so we were in D2 my first year. And we went to Prout. His he probably had about ten and ones in the first half, and that's amazing. That's no lie. It was literally insane. Like they were throwing up like runners from three, and they were getting and ones. It was like it was ridiculous. Dean was up forty at halftime. Forty. I don't even know if we scored double digits, and we were walking to halftime. And I didn't really know Dean at the time, and he literally just looks at me. He goes, "What just happened?" <laughs> Were those the words I used or no? Probably a little bit worse than that. <laughs> no, what, well, we shot 80%. 80. Holy crap. Threes, twos, I've never seen anything like it. It was insane. But you probably felt knowing that we won four games that year, so that was cool. <laughs> we scored more points in that game, I think, than we did. <laughs> Jim's lights out, Dean. That's where we shot like 65% against you last year. Yeah, hold up. We zoned you up too. I'm like, yeah, we'll zone them up. They we can't cover a man. Then they, you guys shot 63% or 64% the first half. Like, oh, it was, God. It was something just sitting there. It was like, it was, it was something. That's good. I mean, that's, you know, that's how it works. You know, the flow. Then I thought Dean was going to rip my head off because <laughs> we, uh, Second half, we're, we're beating Dean. He, me and Dean joke with each other, and I'm still in the coaching mindset the whole game. And we threw up uh, – or one of their guys had missed a shot and it missed the rim, and they the refs missed the uh, uh, shot clock violation. I'm calling for shot clock, shot clock. And Dean's like, really, up 20? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Dean. I was like texting him all night, apologizing. I'm like, that was wrong of me. <laughs> Just get in the mode. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to press when you're up by forty in a playoff game or anything like that, you know. <laughs> I guess um, if we're you know talking about some of these stories, I they seem to all revolve around me, which is kind of bad. I guess it's always. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to point it out. <laughs> Why? Well, I'll, I'll go again, but it wasn't even a head coach when I was an assistant. I didn't even know Brandon, and I was at Coventry. We were D one and. He brought his team in. Was that a D3 team, Brandon, then? Or yeah. How was your – but they came in and just took it to us. In that It was a, the holiday tournament, and, like, we had a good Coventry team that year, too, and they just – was, like, a little eye-opening experience, I think, for some of the guys thinking that they'd just walk over a North Smithfield team. And, nope, they came in and took it to us in every facet of the game. So, that's what I – that was my first experience of Brandon. And that's, you know – I. It just and it just summarizes high school basketball. It makes it awesome. Uh, you know, Brandon going into Westerly, which is almost impossible to play. Their fans are crazy. It's so much fun. And Brandon had a win in Westerly, right? Was it two years ago? Oh wow! Like that's yep. Huge. Like that's 
like it's stuff like that where the kids just, you know, when they they're hitting their shots and everything's going right, it's just it's perfect. Yeah. Wish we all had more of that, but that's uh, that's the epitome. And that's the other thing too. Like we miss the Christmas tournaments, the, the holiday tournaments this year, the the non-league. So that's so and the the scouting again. Those are the things that as coaches we probably enjoy just as much as the wins, you know, in league. Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole atmosphere down at the Westerly tournament. It was always great when I was coaching at Shea, they had a bunch of D2 teams down there. So I could scout basically three teams with one trip and plus the place would be packed. It was just electric. Um, like I said, just that whole scouting though, you just, you miss that aspect of all of it. Yeah. It's, it's honestly like high school basketball is like a poor man's NCAA tournament. It's like any, any night, anything could happen. It's like Definitely. how many times as coaches have we been like, oh, let that kid shoot. He has two threes on the season, <laughs> it's like, it's like senior night. And then he bangs four threes on us. Um, they, like you just don't know because, you know, at the end of the day, they're, you know, they're varsity athletes and they're all, they could all play um, or they want to be out there and anything could happen. It's like sometimes the centers hit threes. Sometimes they're hitting fadeaways. Sometimes a kid will have 18 on you and his, he's had 12 for the season. Like it's, you know, it, it's just crazy, but it, it makes it fun. And that's what makes it so much fun, especially going against good coaches. Cause you never know what you're going to get. And the funny thing is Brandon just mentioned that, like I got to play against him on his senior night. So I knew he'd be starting some kids that hadn't played much. So I was like, you know what, we're coming out, we're pressing as far as we were going to come out with our zone trapping. And little did I know some of the senior players that didn't play much, I think like two or three straight threes to start the game. Oh, yeah. And we already put ourselves in a hole. I'm like, he hasn't even put in his starters yet. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yep. Yep. That's a, that's exactly it. Like that game, yeah, we, we actually had a, we had a win to make playoffs that year too. Um, yep. And we were kind of all panicking, like, all right, well, you know, you obviously want to have your seniors play at senior night. I think we had seven seniors at the time and we had our 2000 point kids on the bench to start. <laughs> so like our seniors just came out and they were just lighting it up because you never know. It's like the hype of senior night could go one or two ways. It, yes. If you've been coaching for a while. It's like, you know, it's either really good or really bad. So, but in that night, it was really good for us. But it, it's always fun. It's a blast. Brandon, you brought up a good point, though. It's like high school basketball. It's like March Madness. It's like, and just like every night, anything can happen. Like, some of the f fun of coaching is also after the game, wherever you go with your other coaches and just seeing all the scores come in and just seeing who did well, who didn't do well, who, who got upset. Or when you call the Providence journal and you hear them say, Oh, did you hear about this game or that game? It's like, it's like, no, like, but I'll, I'll read about it now. And like now with like all the Instagram accounts and social media accounts, like you're, you're kind of able to see everything quickly now. So it's just like, that's so much fun. Just like being out with your coaching staff after like a, a hard fought win or a tough loss and just kind of like regrouping and just like that. It's just fun. It's just like everything about it. it gets you through the winter. Like it's such a, in the Northeast Rhode Island, that's a long time the winter months. Like, like, I don't know what to do right now. It gets dark so early. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and the other fun part is as we get towards the end of the season, I know a bunch of coaches, we start doing bracketology. We start figuring out what we're looking at for potential playoff matchups, uh, how it all can break down. And then obviously the last night of the regular season, we're all getting together. We're trying to trade game film, scout reports. It's just a great time of year. Fun messing with Randall from Barvo because he still does it on paper. Like it's he doesn't know it's 2020. <laughs> he but really does. Sounds spreadsheet. And then, sorry, Kevin, I know you're gonna watch this, but <laughs> use a computer. 
Yeah, honestly, I mean, talk about coaches like a veteran coach like Kev. It's like that's also another good thing about like such a small state, us like really getting to know each other so well. Like in my what sixth years, I've probably played Kev like I don't even know, dumb make it up like 12 times. Like it's insane. Like, and even playing Henry, like it will be a halftime, you know, he's in he's in zone the whole time and then comes out in half and he's he's going triangle and two on us, like just switching it up and playing mind games on each other. That's what makes it fun too, is like and then texting yeah. about it and busting each other's balls after and just kind of like, you know, that's the stuff that you kind of share memories or, you know, share, oh, oh, you're playing St. Pat's tonight. They're going to do this or uh, try to help each other out. And, you know, it, it makes it all fun because at the end of the day, we're all just trying to see each other do well. And like we're, we're the first ones. I remember um, when we made our first time ever making playoffs, Henry, um, a couple of the magic coaches and Kev, they all came and were sitting behind our bench cheering us on. And um, Lincoln High School. Lincoln High School, yep. And we did the same for Henry at when he played uh, Lincoln actually too, a couple of years later. Yeah. We were all in the stands cheering him on. So it's like, you know, our season ends and we all, you know, we all support each other. And at the end of the day, we all just want to see each other do well. That's awesome. I think at one point I rushed a non league game of yours, Brandon. <laughs> one of the four. <laughs> I think I remember that. You remember that game? I do. Yeah, okay. I do. I'm there shouting, and I get so vested. I'm like, yeah. What a We hit a – it was an overtime game. We hit a buzzer beater, right? Two two buzzer beaters. Unbelievable. That was – Unbelievable. I I think I ran the same play three times in a row. (laughs) What play was it so I can write it down? Yeah. I think I have it on game film up on the YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Bro, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. That's this is awesome, man. You guys are are oh, like so amazing. So much fun talking to you guys. My cheeks hurt from laughing so hard and smiling so much. Is there anyone I know you guys like all are in a group chat with each other? Is there anyone that like, you know, who gets picked on the most in the group chat? It sounds like Dean might be, but I don't know. <laughs> no, Dean's the funny guy. Dean's the funny guy. He's the funny I'm guy. The funny guy. Yeah. He labeled yeah, us. I- yeah. Um, I don't know. I, think it, I don't think anyone's safe. And the problem is, if everybody's locked in on one guy, it doesn't matter who they are, then they're locked in on. And it's, you know, no holds barred. All lines are being crossed. That's, let's put it that way. I <laughs> probably the best next group. Uh, if you fall asleep early, oh, and, yeah. oh you can't because you wake up to – 179 new text messages. Honestly, perfect example. This afternoon, I was out for a little bit. I didn't have my phone on me. 50 text messages. Two of them were just from friends. The other 48 was from the group chat. (laughs) I think that's going to make this year better, too. Like, we're going to be texting all the time, like, and then just looking over at the other sideline, like, oh, you know, or calling each other, or calling different plays, uh, different things that we might uh, be talking about during the text messages. What do you mean? I'm, I'm ready for that. There's banana splits and stuff like that, but, you know. Beautiful. We're going to get creative. Very creative. No more Team America. No more. No more play America. It's going to call, be called Banana Split. So get ready for that. I one. like that. That's fair enough. <laughs> it's catchy. That's absolutely amazing. That that's so that's so fun. I've heard some things too about you guys have like a bingo card of on my podcast, and you guys all make fun of each other too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Corey, Corey's bingo card. 
Where's Corey tonight? Yeah. Or Miss Corey. I don't know. <laughs> Corey would be the one getting made fun of right now. Probably. No, no question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure once we go back to the group chat after this, we'll probably be getting on his case. Yeah, and we can't rip on Sean Kelly too much because he's too smart. He has a good way of yes. spinning it back to make it sound, yeah. sound dumb. He's the smart one in the text group, just so you know. Yeah. I'll come back with, with some, you know, APA reference stuff, and I'll be like, I'm just a gym teacher. I have no idea what he's talking about. So I'll just like it. Yeah, just like it. Or just click ha-ha or like it or exclamation point because it's – yeah. Immediately when I respond, I feel like I lower the IQ points across the board. So it's like when he jumps in, he kind of brings the curve back yeah. up. It's a good balance between each other. <laughs> And then Dean's the master of the Bitmoji videos. <laughs> They're called Memoji. Yeah, he has us down, all of us down, all of our characters. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't wear my, didn't wear my hat tonight, Dean. Marone Bitmoji or Emoji. I need one of those. That one's going to be coming. Oh, God. <laughs> a hat on backwards and a St. Pat shirt on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you guys! I can't thank you enough for uh, a making this happen and being on the show and everything you guys have done for uh, the podcast itself and how much you guys have helped make it grow and everything like that. And this doing the first, you know, coaches roundtable is uh, pretty cool. It's a lot, a lot of fun, and I really enjoy it. We got to do it more often. You guys really made me laugh a lot and good insight from each other, talking about some stuff and. Uh, Definitely got off the rails at the end there, but that's that's the, but that's what makes it a lot of fun. So, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show. And, well, maybe uh, we can do like a playoff uh, coaches preview roundtable. Oh yeah, we could definitely we could definitely do that. I'm gonna have to. We might have to do some bracketology. We we'll have to uh, we'll do a release of uh, yeah. all the games and stuff like that. I might have to copy you, uh, Coach Coleman, on your uh, your division realignment. Definitely, <laughs> Henry. Are you Absolutely. already guaranteeing playoffs? Henry, are you already guaranteeing playoffs? Is that what you said? Uh, no, no, I <laughs> there is no guarantee of playoffs. Oh, yeah, I just want to make sure I didn't know. I, mean, I wanted to throw that my scouting report just in case you did. No, oh, no, I no, no. I don't want to give you any extra motivational speeches in your locker room. Oh, I can't wait till that speech. And you know what he said? He guaranteed you <laughs> up the podcast. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm gonna put this right into my into. I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm just gonna play the podcast. Get another view. We'll get another view. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. Greg, Greg, you gotta be careful. Henry's very good with the Photoshop, so he could do the same thing. Oh, yeah. I can spin it around. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm still doing it. <laughs> You don't. You forget about the power of this group. The fact that Dunkzilla is going to be made on a T-shirt. I mean, that's you know, that's how we got to be very careful. Tread lightly. Oh, if you don't think Dunkzilla is on my scouting report too, you, you, you're wrong. <laughs> you wait. That play is going to be awesome. Dunkzilla. I can't wait to see it. You're gonna have to get Dunkzilla T-shirts made for everyone. That's that's that's, that's my goal. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna be doing. Screw the road run back T-shirts. Dunkzilla <laughs> T-shirts. Just call it, yeah, I think you should just call instead of Rody Rombach, just call it Dunkzilla. Dunkzilla. <laughs> but I honestly, in all seriousness, like that like what you're doing is has been so good for not only the coaches, but the kids and basketball in general. I just think, especially in Rhode Island, 
Um, we needed something like this. And I know, you know, we've talked in the past, you know, Henry and I have talked in the past about doing something similar and, you know, it just time it just, you know, takes over and this, you know, it falls to the bottom of some of the lists that we have in front of us. So by you doing this, it's been a great outlet for coaches, for players, for everyone in Rhode Island. And we get a kick out of it. Love hearing the insight from other coaches because since we're all here constantly learning, it's the stories alone are, are worth the downloads. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's all like I rather listen to this than part of my take. So you know, you got my you got my uh, you got my download on this, and and like I, I hear it from different people. I, I got text message when I had my thing. I got text message from like like my next door neighbor like 20 years ago. I just listened to my the podcast and like my cousins and like people I haven't I haven't heard from in, like years. Like as you were saying, Pat Mahal and like a kid who I grew up with. Like he listened to it. And he's like, oh, that was awesome. I, I heard that. So. Big ups to you and putting around high school and on, on the map and coaches and all that kind of stuff. So it's awesome, awesome what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited to see where it can go because, like, right now it's like the interviews and with the kids and getting to know the kids and coaches and hearing some of the backstories. But there's so much like, like area and space that can be done with this of like, like coaches roundtables, um, um, like if you want to do rankings, if you want to do rankings with somebody else, like, it's just like, it is what it is. Like we joke about rankings and stuff like that, but it is stuff that coaches like kids, like, um, and then just like breakdowns, like weekly breakdowns, like what happened this week in Rhode Island high school basketball, like things like that. There's so much room, so much availability. Um, and it's just, it is lacking. And, um, obviously like we have province journal, we have our local newspapers, but like, um, to have something that kind of covers the whole state, um, it's something the kids really enjoy. When I was in high school, everyone loves like reading and, and seeing the stuff. And, um, and hopefully it's about yourself. Like everyone who doesn't like hearing about themselves. So, um, no, I, I wish you, we all wish you the best and we, we want to keep this going and help you out. And, and once the season gets going, hopefully we can uh, break down some more stuff with you. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been awesome. You guys have really been a big support and everything that you guys have done helped me, help me grow and, uh, you know, <clears throat> making suggestions, stuff like that. It's been, it's just been awesome. It's been awesome to get to know you guys too. I feel like uh, been introduced introduced to this whole new uh, basketball like family in Rhode Island, and it's been it's been so much fun listening to you guys and talking group chats and speaking with you guys. It's just been so much so much fun. I get so much enjoyment out of it, and without you guys, it wouldn't be what it is today. We're getting it's just it's continually growing and growing and growing. That's the thing. You bring to life so many stories that you wouldn't hear about otherwise by interviewing these coaches, all these different experiences over the years, whether it's in-game, at practice, or anything else. Uh, like I said, it's just great that you're bringing it to light. So like I said, best of luck, keep it going. And as Matt mentioned, as far as pretty much, it's unlimited as far as where it can go from here. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I'll probably make the announcement now, but I think starting once you guys get the season going, hopefully we can get some, uh, have, you know, Get some highlights and stuff like that. I would like to, you know, make the sports center for Rhode Island basketball and, you know, get the highlights and get the box scores and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, really start to do release this, make this a Sunday show. Um, you know, have you guys just, you know, do some round tables here and there, talk about some games and try to treat it like a sports center interview players after games, big games that come up and stuff like that. That's that's my uh, that's what's going to happen on this. This is actually going to be released on a Sunday, so this is going to be the start of the whole. Brody nice. Runback, Brody Runback awesome. TV series or whatever channel or whatever it is, and uh, you know I got a, I got a great sponsor up there as well too as uh, 
we all know. So thank you guys so much for, you know, for all your help and I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks guys. See you. Have a good one. And uh, yeah, this will be out on uh, next Sunday. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks.